Thank you for joining us today with Cindy Sherwood's podcast, Words for the Journey, Finding Our Way Through Adversity. Expectations are one of the best indicators of how we will do in difficult or stressful circumstances. I remember visiting Disneyland with my kids years ago, and as we all know, we can expect long lines and hours of waiting to get on rides. When we got there, though, I noticed that throughout the snaking lines where we crawled forward, waiting for our turn, signs were posted. Your wait time is approximately 90 minutes, then... 45 minutes, then 15 minutes. It made a big difference and the wait less painful because we knew what to expect. With that thought, I hope to lay out for you some expectations that will be helpful when you are navigating the rough waves of adversity. I've been through a lot of adversity in my life, death, suicide, sexual abuse, divorce, and on and on. Today, I can honestly say that I'm grateful for the gifts I've received through life's hardships. I'm not grateful my ex-husband had an affair and left. I'm not grateful that I lost my stepdaughter and grandson to suicide, but I am grateful for the gifts and blessings I received through those tragic events. I am who I am, can teach what I teach, and write what I write largely because of those losses. They have shaped me and shaped my faith. Years ago, during a drought, I learned that grass will fare better if the watering days are spaced out. When you water every day, there's nothing to force the roots to grow deeper. These shallow roots then are not strong enough to find water during a drought. It's better to water once a week for a longer time because it will make the roots stronger. Adversity works the same way. If we'll allow it to do so, it will strengthen our faith. Let's see how that can happen. We need strong spiritual roots. So where does that come from? Learning, knowing, and believing in the true character of God. Where does that come from? Reading and studying the Word of God. The more we know about God, the stronger our roots will be. The traits of God are infinite, but let me pick three that are particularly helpful during the hard times. Number one, God is powerful. Number two, God is loving and kind. And number three, God cares about your life. Here are scriptures that speak to those. Jeremiah 10.6 in the NIV says, No one is like you, Lord. You are great, and your name is mighty in power. God is in a class of his own when it comes to power. He's almighty and omnipotent. Many of us have a love-hate relationship with this particular trait. We certainly don't want to worship a wimpy God, so the fact he is powerful is integral to being God. But when he doesn't use his power, how? And when we want him to, then our faith can falter. The next one is loving and kind. Jeremiah 31.3 Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. His love and kindness never stop being expressed to us. Like God's power, 
This can be hard to see during adversity. And one more. God cares about your life. Nahum 1.7 in the NIV says, The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. So there it is, straight out of the Bible. God is powerful, is loving, and does care. When you don't understand why something is happening, go back to what you know without doubt. Create your own fallback list. What do you know about God, yourself, and his relationship with you that is rock-solid belief for you? I can't make that list for you, but I do encourage you to make one. Is it that God created the universe? Is it the fact that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins? Is it that God is always with you? Is it that you are significant and valuable? Jeremiah found this helpful in his own suffering. In Lamentations, he writes this in chapter 3, 19 to 26. Remember my affliction and roaming, the wormwood and the gall. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope, though through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Wormwood is a bitter, strong-tasting plant that represents suffering. Jeremiah is saying, when the bitter memories return, I remind myself of God's compassion, mercy, and faithfulness. This is Jeremiah's fallback list. When he remembers these things, his hope returns. No prophet had a more difficult time than Jeremiah, yet he says the Lord is good to those who wait for him. What is your fallback list? I want to share four reasons why we have adversity in our life. I'm sure there are many more reasons than four. But let's start with this. Number one, sin. Jeremiah speaks to this as well in chapter 4, verse 18, the NIV. Your own conduct and actions have brought this on you. This is your punishment, how bitter it is, how it pierces to the heart. Let's be honest, sometimes we do this to ourselves. If we're suffering for our own poor choices, our pride, let's not blame God or anybody else. That's what victims do. I've had a ton of adversity in my life because twice I married men God didn't want me to marry. While I'm not responsible for their choices to be unfaithful and leave, I am still the one who chose to enter those marriages. No one made me. I was a free agent. My suffering and my daughter's suffering from those bad choices have been immense. However, God's mercy, forgiveness, and redemption have been just as immense. His grace allowed me to begin a new life, one that was according to his will. God was good, even in the midst of adversity brought on by myself. The second reason is also related to pride, but not our pride. Someone else's. We're suffering because of what another person did. Psalm 41.9 NIV says, 
Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. I've been the recipient of plenty of that, as I'm sure you have too. The closer the relationship, the more it hurts. Betrayal, abandonment, and rejection are huge wounds, wounds that need healing. Our faith will do much better if we don't blame God for what we have done or what others have done. Next up is our third reason. Adversity comes because Satan attacks us. Read the story of Job for a classic example of Satan causing trouble. I've done a podcast on that story if you want to hear my thoughts on Job. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Back to having the right expectations, we need to expect the enemy to cause trouble for us. If we don't, he will have unnecessary power over us. Some of our painful circumstances come from him. For this reason, we need to be aware of how Satan works. And then what he does take a shot at us to pick up our God-given weapons and fight back. Become an expert on scripture and pray for protection. For more on that, listen to Don't Be Satan's Victim. And finally, reason number four, some adversity comes because of things we don't understand or because God allows it to encourage our spiritual roots to grow deeper. We're never going to understand everything. At some point, for all of us, it will come down to accepting this reality. We don't have God's mind. But we do have God's word. We can gain a lot of wisdom, but we can't ever catch up to God's wisdom. When we don't know the reason for our adversity, we must make a choice. Is he still the God who is omnipotent, loving, and caring or not? This might surprise you, but you can still stand on those foundations of truth, even in the midst of horrendous circumstances. We can be suffering and still trusting. We can go through hard things without knowing why it is happening and still choose to believe in God's goodness. Because we don't have the mind of God, we must learn to accept. Let me illustrate. God is good, loving, powerful, and just. That is a fact. My stepdaughter Brianna died at 19. That is another fact. Can I perfectly see God's goodness, love, power, and justice within that tragedy? No, because I don't have the mind of God. Therefore, a paradox exists. God is good. Brianna died. Both are true. Can I perfectly bridge the gap between those two true statements? No, but that is a statement about the limitations of my mind and ability to know everything about God. It is not a statement about God's character being less than what Scripture teaches. We may not have the answer, but let us never insert a false belief as a way of resolving the mystery. To say God is harsh, mean, arbitrary, and powerless to help us is to slander the character of God. Where will that get you? Will that help you feel better? Will that help you navigate adversity? Will that make your life better? No. 
It will only separate you from your source of all help. Believing lies about God or yourself takes you down the path of self-destruction and fear. When we believe lies about God, we separate ourselves from Him, and that cuts us off from our life source. Fear, anger, and judgment are then guaranteed to set in. Then our life will remain hard to the end unless we exchange the lies for truth. If we believe lies, then we will cut ourselves off from God's love and truth, and the result will always be a life lived in fear. My faith is inspired when I read Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18, NIV. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Don't malign the character of God as a way of explaining your painful events. Just because we don't understand does not mean he is bad. Oswald Chambers said, The nature of this life is tragic. For that reason, we should expect to have adversity. If we believe the role of God is to spare us from any form of suffering, we have a wrong view of his role. If you believe that God is not good if something tragic or painful happens in your life, you have a false belief. Standing on foundations of truth is our only hope of learning to navigate these tricky waters. So let's finish up by looking at the positive side of adversity. It's not good that Brianna died. It's not good that she's gone from our life. And we will miss her until our eternal reunion. But God did not cause her to take her life. Satan did. God was there fighting for her all the way. But Brianna went with Satan's message, rejecting God's help. That said, moving through the healing process of losing her has brought many gifts. Feeling the arms of God carry me through that season revealed greater depths of his love for me. I experienced way more valuable than reading about the concept in a book. I experienced his ability to sustain me through the darkest tragedy. He was my breath in life and every step forward. Because I accepted his love during that time, instead of repelling his love, it drew us closer and caused my spiritual roots to reach more deeply. Like grass, that is forced to grow deeper in order to find water, adversity will teach us how to draw from the deep wells of God's wisdom and love. We then become overcomers. We live in victory rather than defeat. Our life will be resurrected and we begin to resemble Jesus a little bit more. If we will walk through suffering with God, he will shape our mind, soul, and character in even greater ways. We will learn more about how to navigate these rough ways because he will teach us. And these changes will benefit us now and through all eternity. Our beliefs and our character go with us into heaven. These are eternal benefits. Let me close with two secrets I've learned. Things that sustain me during tough times. First, pray and thank the Lord when adversity hits. Philippians 4, 6-7 says, 
Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I thank God he was with me and led me through those dark days. And this kept my mind and heart open to his love and help and countered some of my despair. And secondly, accept God's plan for your life. Philippians 4, 12-13, NIV says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Accept God's plan for your life. Jesus is enough. Be content. All scripture is from the New King James Version unless otherwise stated. Thank you for listening to Cindy Sherwood's podcast. Visit us on the web at hishealinglight.org to learn more about our ministry. Please consider rating us on iTunes or your other favorite music app. God's best to you today.